the Stress Talk Caregiver Podcast, Episode 62. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price, and this podcast exists to make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, just a little less stressful. Today, we're going to talk about another overview subject, and that is, an, is this, what is an assisted living community? You see, a lot of people think of these various care options, home care, uh, independent living, assisted living, nursing home, and they get them all mixed up. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look for a minute about assisted living communities, talk about what they are, and hopefully walk away from this episode with a lot more information about them and more being more comfortable in understanding this care option and really being in a position to evaluate your loved one and see if maybe he or she might be appropriate for an assisted living community if their care needs are greater than they are, um, or if their care needs are at a point where they can't stay home alone or, or can't manage on their own anymore, because you might not be able to manage on your own, but that doesn't mean you can't stay home because, as we talked about before, there are home care options available to accommodate people's needs and the level of care they require in their home. So home care is always an option, but the alternative to home care when somebody has become less able to manage their affairs, when they need help with their activities of daily living, the dressing, the bathing, the work around the house where they can't keep up with the house and don't feel comfortable in the house anymore, or where they feel isolated because all of their friends are gone and they're not driving and they feel kind of like a prisoner in the four walls of the house. Well, assisted living is a fantastic option for people in that situation. See, the assisted living, like I said, they will help with activities of daily living. They, um, they, now again, what are the activities of daily living? Dressing, bathing, toileting, transferring, uh, meal preparation, medication management. These are all things that are really activities of daily living, things you must be able to do to manage on your own. And if you need help with those things, if you need help getting dressed, you're really limited in being able to manage your own life, right, on your own at home. So if you're in an assisted living, there are people in the community, there are aides that are going to be able to come in and assist your loved one in the morning when they get out of bed and need, you know, the bathroom and they need to get dressed and they need to get around and get up and get started with their day. There are aides who can come in and assist with that as they have needs throughout the day. There are aides in the community that, that can assist with those needs. And when at the end of the day, when it's time for bed, there are people there who are going to be able to assist with that as well. They're able to help them get to the dining room. They're able to help them deal with their food. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs that high level of of help. You see, the, the levels of care in an assisted living community range based on your loved one's needs. If they have very few needs and really don't need any help because they're able to manage on their own for the most part, but they want to be in a place where if anything were to go wrong, they know there's help right there on site. They might just be there for to live there in the accommodations, the room and board, but really not need any aid um, or any help 
because you are going to pay for the level of help you need. So you'll move in at a room and board rate, but you'll be charged along the way for the help you need. So if you need 15 minutes of help a day, you're going to pay for that. You might be at a low level of care because that's what they do. They look at the levels of care your loved ones need, your loved one needs. There we go. Let's try and say that, right? They'll look at the level of care your loved one needs and they will charge you based on that or some places charge a la carte. If you need help getting dressed, they're going to charge you for that. If you need help with bathing, you're going to pay for that. So you're not just paying a lump sum for a certain amount of care. You're just paying specifically for what you need. Uh, you also pay extra for medication management in many communities. Now, so, so that would be, you know, you could pay a lot of money each month for them to administer the medications to your loved one. Um, now, there are some communities that, that charge one fee and that's it. You pay that one price and that's all you pay from the time you move into the community to the time you leave the community. So really, there are a lot of different types of uh, communities out there, how they how they deal with these issues, how they charge to help you. So you have to look around and see in your area what are the options that are available and what best suits your loved one's needs and um, the ability to pay for care because that is a big option. So these communities will help with activities of daily living as much or as little help as your loved one needs. There is medical care on staff. Nurses are there. Um, they're in the community on a regular schedule. There aren't always doctors there. They may, may, they may have doctors come in. They may not. Some places do. Some places don't. Most do. Uh, but they will have nursing uh, on staff. And they may not be there 24 hours a day, although some places do have them 24 hours a day. Some others have them just on a regular schedule. So you have to check with the community to see what their nursing schedule would be. They have social activities and entertainment. Um, they have uh, housekeeping, laundry, transportation to events and things, which again, you'd pay for out of pocket, um, but the transportation would be included in most situations. It's a secure environment. There is security. It is, you know, there are people at the front or if there aren't people at the front, um, at the door, the, the doors are usually locked after hours and you'd have to make arrangements to get into the community. So your loved one should have a, a good sense of security while they're there. If your loved one has memory care issues, uh, a lot of assisted living communities have memory care units or wings that are dedicated to people with cognitive issues or Alzheimer's disease or other types of dementia. So that is available in assisted living communities. It's also available as a standalone option where there are some communities that do nothing but manage cognitive issues and, and Alzheimer's disease and dementia. So there are assisted living communities dedicated to people with cognitive impairments like uh, dementia or, or other issues. Um, so, so that is an option as well. Uh, dining options, there are, are three meals a day, usually in a, in a dining room, a group setting where you're going to eat in the dining room with other members of the community. Now, if your loved one is in assisted living, what's the next step? If they if their needs become too great, where they can't remain there, uh, there are there are really two ways to go. One would be if it's if it's memory issues, cognitive issues, Alzheimer's disease, other types of dementia, then they might move into a memory care unit, whether it's in the assisted living they're living in, or uh, again a standalone unit. Um, so they they might be still an assisted living candidate because they don't have the higher level of need that you would receive. Uh, in a nursing home, 
but they might have to transition from that that assisted living area that that doesn't have the supports for the memory care. Uh, they might have to transition to a different unit, a different wing, or they might have to move to a different community altogether. The other thing is if their if their medical needs and their their health needs are become greater, they could be more than the assisted living community could manage. And in that situation, they would probably move into a nursing home. So those are the two the two natural progression or the two natural steps in the progression where they would leave the assisted living, go into a memory care unit or standalone community or into a nursing home. However, most assisted livings will afford you the opportunity to age in place if you're able to, uh, or if they're able to help you and manage your care needs. There are many people who while in assisted living, go on hospice and ultimately pass away living in that community that has over the years become their home. The assisted living communities want to make that happen. They want to keep your loved one once they move in because they are part of the community. This is their home. And uh, if it's possible, they will keep them there so they can age in place in the comfort of what has become their home. Now, paying for care most of the time, you're going to use private pay dollars, or if you have long-term care insurance, it will, in many situations, pay for assisted living, but you do have to check the policy because not every policy does have assisted living benefits. In most states, if you exhaust your assets, you can qualify for Medicaid. Medicaid in many states will pay for assisted living. In New Jersey, it does, um, but there are can be some issues about Medicaid in assisted livings that you have to be aware of. For instance, there could be private pay requirements. That's an amount of time that the assisted living community requires your loved one to pay privately for their care. There could be limited Medicaid beds. They might only have a small percentage of their total beds set aside for Medicaid residents or Medicaid beneficiaries. So you have to be aware of that. And, you know, going in, you have to have a conversation. What happens when my loved one's money runs out? We're going to talk about that a whole lot in future episodes because there are many issues with assisted living and Medicaid. We're going to break them all down into individual topics, and we will address each of them in future episodes of the Stressed Out Caregiver. I hope you found this helpful and informative. I hope if assisted living is something you've been thinking about or have heard of and never really knew what it was, this should give you a good overview. We're going to talk a whole lot more about assisted living in future episodes, so make sure you stay tuned and keep on the lookout for other episodes touching on the topic of assisted living. So thanks again so much for listening today. Keep on the lookout for more episodes. They're coming regularly. We're trying to put important content out so that if you have a loved one who needs help and you're the person caring for them, you are you know, you're armed with the information you need to help them and you um, maintain the highest possible quality of life. Remember, you know, if you have questions or comments, send them to me, Casey Price. My email address is Casey at the stressed out caregiver.com. 
Remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a five-star rating and a, a review, I would be very, very grateful. Now, as always, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you and your elderly loved one can maintain the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. So once again, and as always, my name is Casey Price. I have the privilege of hosting the Stressed Out Caregiver, and until I have the pleasure of speaking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you.